Forth Rambling About podcast. My name is Grace Spader. I am the proud creator of the It's Worth Rambling About podcast. Um, hi, guys. <laughs> uh, I just want to talk about my first episode with Kayla Cobb. Uh, the response from it was just so great, and I was totally not expecting that. I was expecting, you know, 15 people to listen, you know, just out of pity because they're my friends being like, oh my gosh, you're so good, but um, I actually got a lot of listeners, and I'm really appreciative of all the feedback that I've gotten from you guys, and all the positive responses, I'm really glad that you're able to, you know, grow and learn with me, Uh, and what a first guest I had, Kayla, she was great, Um, I definitely plan on having her again, so you guys don't have to worry about that, (laughs) and then um, I just want to say that without the support that I've gotten, I probably wouldn't be continuing to do the podcast. So thank you. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's get started with today's topic and personnel. With me, I have an incredible guest, Rachel Baroka. Hi. Thank you. You are too kind. It's me applauding in the background. You are too kind. I don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, guys. We're going to be honest here. This is Bruh. our third time it's recording been this podcast. <laughs> it, like, oh my God. Like, so the first time, we actually, I had the entire first one, but it was just like, you know what? It was we good. We can do better. But we could do better. We could do better. And then the second time, we just filmed, like, literally just like 10 minutes ago. And I, being the dumbass that I am, deleted over half of the podcast. I did talk about lacrosse boys when I didn't know what I was talking about, but how did you delete half of it? Over half. Literally, Over half. Guys, I'm like about to cry. Stop. Oh, God. It adds, a spi- it adds spice to the podcast. Put a little bit of spice. A little bit of spice to that. All right. I'm going to wipe away my tears because it's a new podcast, right? It's a, it's a new episode. It's a new day, sort of. All right. So... <laughs> Rachel, you want to talk about how we met and how we became friends? For the third time? For the third time. Yes, I would actually love to. I just love to hear the story. It just makes me so happy. Yeah. Okay, so I found your (laughs) lanky ass on the soccer field. I just snorted in the podcast (laughs) microphone. I found your lanky ass on the soccer field. And I remember thinking to my uh, seventh grade self or my eighth grade self, like, damn, that bitch is cool. She's good at soccer. I want to be her friend. See, when you say, like, cool and, like, me, I just think it's a joke. Like, it's <laughs> such a joke to me. I thought you were, like, so cool because you were so good and you were, like, a leader. And I was like, I want to be Shut like up. you. And then Maybe I found out. I was, like, you know, skill-wise, whatever. But in a personality standpoint, I was not cool. I am derpy. I am literally the You weren't person. then, though. You were, like, serious. You're no, still I doing was derpy. Gallagher. Was I at that time? I think so. I think you were just doing it, yeah. <laughs> okay, so first time Rachel and I actually became friends, though, was sophomore year math class. Yes, Miss Ensley. We touched on it in the last two times we recorded this podcast. <laughs> we're just gonna keep just saying keep that, guys. Please, this is I'm doing this for you. I the dedication. Re- <laughs> if this doesn't get like ten million like five star ratings, it's basically all for nothing. <laughs> now it's like not because you said that. But you're gonna get ten million five star reviews, so okay. it will be. All right, I'll make sure of it. Well, anyway, sophomore year depression. 
for real. Sophomore year depression is real. Honors, however many honors classes we were both in, we were both struggling. And this was, like, yeah. the prime of my recruiting, like, you know, high school experience. And so I was missing a ton of class. I remember when you showed me, like, your, like, resume for, like, soccer. Yeah, you have to, like, send in your resume to college coaches. Oh, God, I'm yeah, so glad I'm Yeah, I remember that. that. You, like, showed me, and you were like, is this good? And I was like, bitch, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so that class was hard to begin with, and uh, I just was really struggling. But you know what? I got to be in that class, and that class was Bruh. hard. That was hard. And I, yeah. don't, I, I am, I will admit, I am the person that's like, oh, my God, I failed that test and got, like, maybe an 80 or an 85. But there was a, there was a specific test, Rachel. Do you remember the midterms? The, the midterm, midterm that broke me. <laughs> the midterm. The, that, I think that was the first time that I cried in front of a teacher. Oh, Rachel and I cried the same day. Yeah, when we both took it, when we were both handing it in. But you know what? You never even, I never even told you this. You cried first, so Miss Ensley was reassuring you, but while I was crying, turning my test in, she didn't even see that I was crying, so I was just crying alone. <laughs> so, because you cried first, my cry meant nothing. <laughs> Oh, God, it was horrible. I didn't even feel I have that test. It was horrible. Actually, I probably did, but I just didn't know what to put. I think I literally made a note on the bottom of page two saying, like, I really don't know what I'm doing. That's when you get desperate. When you, like, I'm write like, notes to the teachers, points, that's when points. you know it's bad. Guys, I'm not stupid. Like, that Well. Ouch. <laughs> ouch. No, I'm kidding. I love you. But, like, that moment, I was not sure that... Yeah, no, but, like, my pre-calc final was, uh, in college, was easier than that. Yeah, that midterm broke. I got a D on that. I think there's part of my soul still left in the second row of that classroom. Yeah, Miss Ensley has, like, a contract or something. We signed something. And then she, like, chloroformed us and was like, you'll never remember. Yeah, that was terrible. So, Rachel and I bonded over our depressive episodes yeah and tears we bonded over our tears our tears we're tear sisters (laughs) it's beautiful it's beautiful the purest form of friendship actually yes so for this episode uh i wanted to discuss how code affects college students which rachel and i are college students barely (laughs) um and what kind of relationships develop within covid and you know the whole the whole spiel. So, you know me. It's worth rambling about. <laughs> Roll credits. We don't have credits. I'm not the professional. <laughs> so, uh, you know, freshman year. What? I mean, freshman semester even. What a semester I've had. I know you've had quite the interesting semester. Yeah. We were both fortunate enough to be in person. Thank well, God. Ha- I was like half in person, but I was able to like We were live out of in, Illinois. In a, yes, we were out of Illinois. Which, That's all that mattered. God bless if I had to stay here, I would, I would actually, He's like. you're all over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do not want to go back there. I don't remember a single thing that happened. That was terrible. But, I mean, like, COVID and, you know, beginning this whole new chapter of our lives. And I'm a college athlete. So, that, I could, I have a hard time saying I'm a college athlete, really. Because it's like, I haven't even experienced a real season with, you know. But I mean, like, you, like, did everything, Practice but you just didn't and play a game. Right. Now, I and I guess that's, like, the whole point of it. That's but, like, yeah. But, I mean, you got some experiences with COVID and quarantine. Yeah, guys, I was quarantined. Guys, newsflash. And I, I didn't have COVID. 
let me let me repeat i didn't have covid <laughs> and the person that had covid that i was in contact with didn't even like she didn't even do anything like it was just by chance it was crazy um and if you live under a boulder <laughs> florida is not well known for its covid you know how it deals with covid so um she probably honestly got it like at the store like you know yeah just grocery it's like, just it's so random um, or probably from one of the college kids on campus, but we have a small campus anyway. And whatever we were, I was in quarantine. Um, and those two weeks were some of the darkest two weeks of my life. We're getting all serious on the podcast. Yeah, it I. Was, it was terrible. Facetimed you one night, and I have never seen you so lifeless yeah. in my entire life. I, I was like, this woman is <laughs> not a Grace Bader. She I, is a copy, a clone. Yeah, no, it, it, lifeless is a good word. I felt like waking up in the morning was so dreading like it was that's not a word is it dreadful it was dreadful to wake up in the morning guys i'm smart i promise (laughs) (laughs) um but waking up in the morning like on my not really mattress the mattress they gave me was like a spring like springs and like two quads and they didn't give me sheets first night i slept on a bare mattress in a bunch of clothes to replicate a blanket it was sad struggle city okay I, but DIY. i had cockroaches in my quarantine apartment can we talk Cute. about that it was the worst i i remember there was five of them and i think those <laughs> i think i killed its emperor because oh it's them came what <laughs> you did not just say that a cockroach has an emperor no i think i killed their like leader because they all were mad they were showing up in my kitchen i don't think that's how and i didn't even i had work. no food in my kitchen so why were they there because it's florida you have like alligators and cobras there. It's terrible. But I mean, like, see, even in my terrible two weeks, I learned so much and I gained a lot of perspective. Like, I have it so much better than a lot of people have it. I didn't even have COVID. I experienced the emotional distress and the the taxing, like, you know, what it does to you. It's just taxing to live like that and to you know do school like that. And I didn't even experience the physical aspects of covid but i I yeah imagine being alone feeling like that right that's what i did feel like but i just didn't have the physical uh like consequences of covid yeah i mean i am a healthy you know college kid imagine if i was you know a child or an elderly person in those same circumstances that's terrible that's awful to think about and like it's scary too Because, like, if you're elderly, I mean, like, obviously, like, you know, you're more susceptible to it no matter where you are. And, like, sometimes people our age uh, basically don't give a shit sometimes. They're like, oh, I'll go out and party with everyone that I know on campus. And they're like, nah, I don't care about elderly yeah, and I think, honestly, like, I was naive to that, too, until I had to quarantine. Yeah. Um, it's not like I was going out and partying with hundreds of people, but, like, I would hang out with the same, like, friends I have from the soccer team and just, like, not really think twice about it. Like, not thinking about, okay, well, where was she today? What, you know, yeah. who did she see in class? Like, I just was like, meh. Yeah. But then once I actually was in quarantine, I realized that, like, it's so easily spread. And until it directly affected me, I didn't even realize the actual implications it had and that's something that I am embarrassed to admit, but I, I'm admitting it because it's like, I'm hoping it will impact one of the listeners. Like, yeah, you don't know until it really hits you yeah, in the gut. But that shouldn't be like the thing that makes you care, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, like, I, I didn't practice with my team for two weeks because of it, and I didn't even have it. Yeah. And that sucked, because it's like, I wish I could be with them. Was it all of your team that was quarantined during that time, or just Not a that time. Okay. No. But, I mean, I, it was just really sad, and um, anyone going through that, or has gone through that, knows that it's lonely and depressing, and at that time, I actually deleted social media. I was on a social media cleanse, and I was like, quite the timing that I have to get quarantined. I don't even have social media. Like, yeah. I can't, like, distract myself. But I, I think that um, with that, I actually, like, listened to more podcasts, read more books, actually didn't do as much homework because that sucked. Yeah. But I spent time on things I wouldn't otherwise have. So, I mean, eh, it's a little bit of both. But, uh, yeah, so – Obviously, I went through quarantine. That happened. Um, just like, you know, you go into college and you have to wear a mask. You can't go to parties. Your studies are online or if it's in person, you don't move from your desk. It's a completely different environment. You got to shout to ask a question. Oh, my God. Because you're so spread apart. You have to look at a screen for hours a day. My posture sucks. Because I'm looking at my computer. I have, like, on, like I swear to God, like, early onset scoliosis. You have scoliosis? I, have, I will get scoliosis in my spine because I was just, like, hunkering over in my bed with my comfy on and my fucking Vaporeon from Build-A-Bear by my side watching my chemistry lecture. And I was absorbing none of it. Like, I, I, I love you, uh, Steven, but... You were just not doing it for me, baby. <laughs> it was just not. It was just not resonating with me. Yeah, and that's another thing we we um should talk about, like the fact that we've all had to completely adjust our learning style to listening because it's it's kind of annoying to ask questions on Zoom the way that you would in person, and it's worse, arguably. It's, it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, because. Like, you know, you can kind of get the vibe of the room in person, but on Zoom, you're like, I have no idea. Yeah. And like, or if you type it in the chat, the professor sometimes doesn't even see it. Yeah. And they're like, and oh, I have did professors that will something? literally just talk for an hour and a half straight with no PowerPoint and they'll just lecture. And I'm Ew. literally like, you're talking to me? Like, really? Like, I just, I'm seeing through like, you. You're, you're teaching me? Like, I, I slept various times. Yeah. It was, it was bad, but. I, I'm very fortunate, and you are too, in the sense that, like, we kind of already, the fundamentals of learning, we had already been through that before COVID hit, so, like, the, the you know, elementary school kids who were learning how to read and write, they're doing that on Zoom? You kidding me? Yeah, and, like, my uh, little brother, he just started sixth grade. He has, like, a learning disability. Like, he just can't, like, uh, you know, absorb information as fast as like other kids and that's just you know how he is but through zoom a he can't make contact with like other kids and like make other friends and b if we have a hard time with zoom and online school imagine like him trying to concentrate on a computer for like eight hours a day yeah like it's hard for them and people like him and it's hard for teachers i mean like i can argue about this and this and this about what professors do say whatever but they're dealing with the same shit that we are mm-hmm. and like they're having to and they're not getting paid enough hello uh-uh, the government's doing you wrong baby like kayla said it in the last podcast teachers 
really have such an impact. I mean, you could be the most successful person. Like, Jeff Bezos had high school teachers who taught him, right? Yeah. And, like, Bill Gates had high school teachers who taught him. Every single one of these brilliant people have high school teachers that help them. Now, granted, some have different impacts on them, but, like... They probably still have moments where they, like, think back and they're like, oh, I remember when my teacher did this. Right. Like... And people just don't understand, like... Being an educator itself, regardless of the entire, like, pandemic, difficult. You got to deal with things. You got to pay for money that you, you have to pay for classifies that they don't give you money for. Yeah. And you got to deal with kids. And they, no amount of pay is equivalent to, like, talking a kid down from having, like, an episode in class. Yeah. Right? So it's, like, there's that. And then professors have to, and a lot of professors are older, and they have to, like, kind of adjust with this whole, like, computerized system. Like, I know yeah. my lab teacher that was all online and he, oh yeah the first two weeks he had no idea what was going on he eventually figured it out but it's like you're expecting people to completely just turn everything around and that was crazy yeah no for like my chem lab like it was like online we were literally sent like lab kits of like chemicals and like burning fuel and the and, and wow and she was like okay now go do don't it. burn your dorm down no seriously for like the first like two weeks like people were just like having an open flame in the dorm and then she sent out an email that was like well turns out that's actually a violation of the dorm (laughs) code and we were all like yeah probably but we all still did it even though we probably knew that it wasn't right but it was fun i've noticed that college students are just willing to do anything to get the grade and just be done with it amen i mean that uh, honestly amen like if i had to punch you in the face to get an a <laughs> for for a class i love you but like god damn i'm hitting you hard you're like you're getting sucked yeah um but yeah i mean like we are nursing majors so that's another thing clinical experience completely different now um i'm fortunate enough to be in a nursing program that actually starts nursing classes freshman year and like learning about nursing amidst a pandemic only strengthens my want to become a nurse yeah i feel like that's kind of how all nurses are and i know guys i know it's basic to be a nursing major in college like i get it like we're extra we're annoying we can be bitchy i get it okay like trust us we don't want that cowboy <laughs> we casanova know. wedding we know okay we know. but we i will know. say that those same people are gonna be taking care of you when you're all old and feeble so <laughs> watch what you say i'm just kidding learn how to draw your kidding. own blood <laughs> yeah put your own IV in put your own IV in get your own saline <laughs> go to the back get the saline Here's we'll like- open a supply for you <laughs> just come and get what you want pay for it and get out <laughs> yeah but I mean like nursing is you cradle people's lives in your hands every day um, Rachel and I were fortunate enough to have an experience in the emergency room in high school where we worked in the emergency room for part of our school day yes um I mean, you and I are, we've learned so much from it. I mean, we only worked there for seven months because, haha, COVID. <laughs> COVID. But I'm but I'm dead. <laughs> maybe not the best time <laughs> to do that. Maybe not the best time. Oh, God. But just humor in the wrong situation. No, but yeah, that uh, experience, we experienced so many things in the span of that seven months that changed us as people. Yeah. I mean, like, there were there were moments in our, t- our we have day so I would work the first shift Rachel would work the second shift and because I can't get up that early yeah the hell yeah 
but we I called her and I and I, um I'd literally be like crying when I was it was one day I was crying. It was the most impactful day I've ever had in the ER and it changed my life honestly. And I couldn't even say what it was about. Like cuz HIPAA, if you don't know what that is, you have to be confidential with all patient inquiries and like you know, their information. Yeah. And um there was a situation in the emergency room that really just hurt me and uh it was a mental emergency a psych emergency emergency, and you know we as humans don't really understand the capabilities of someone's brain just yet yeah and i don't think we ever will i think it's something that's we don't have a gauge of how it like the brain works no and um we are flying solo i mean obviously i've seen life i've seen death I've seen, you know, near-death experiences. I saw a C-section. Like, I've seen these things, right? But this day, it just hit me. And it just hit me in a way that was like a bag of bricks. And I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is why I want to be an emergency nurse. This is what I want to do. And, you know, I couldn't imagine that agony and that pain that people feel, like, those nurses feel um, on a day-to-day basis with COVID. Yeah. Like, on the, yeah, on the mental side of that. And, like to like bounce off of that you know we've both seen death yeah we've both seen people die in front of us and uh first of all uh trauma called uh second of all like <laughs> those nurses have to go through that multiple times every day and like part of me is like do they just like get used to it i think the first death is always something that everyone remembers yeah so i i think that's a little bit different i mean in a really weird, diluted, convoluted way, people normalize death in the emergency room. It's never easy, but I think that whenever I talked to some of our coworkers, they were like, you just kind of have to brush it off. Yeah, that's... You, yeah. Like, the scrubs are a perfect way to just be like, this is what I wear at work. And then once you take the scrubs off, everything at work... That's a good work. way of looking at it. Right. And, um... But with COVID, I wish I was there to help, honestly, in any way I could, because... I've talked to some of our coworkers, and they're like, we are so over capacity. I can't go home to see my kids. I can't hug my kids when I get home unless yeah. I take a shower with this, like, antibacterial soap. Yeah. And, you know, the selfish people in our country in particular who don't understand what these healthcare providers are going through daily. Or just don't want to understand it. No, they don't. And, you know, I think I was naive to what they were going through. And then I started talking to some of them, and I was like, it sucks. And, like, my two-week period when I was in quarantine, if if that's what they feel every time that they want to go home and see their kids and they can't, or they want to, like, go and cook dinner for the family and they can't, that is, like, my two weeks, but, like, a year's worth. Yeah, and then you just have, like, fatigue on top of that because you're working around the clock. Like, constantly seeing just, like, you know people die like their like loved ones like can't like hold them or anything or be around them because of like plastic i mean we covid has like i said strengthened my want to be a nurse for sure and i want to be able to help and it sucks that we can't help um and i i do think that with the vaccine coming out that we will see some hope and i think that yes this COVID has taught this country so many things, and we depend on, like, the past. 
what we know in the past. We grow yeah. from it, right? Mm-hmm. And COVID is something that completely threw us for the for a loop, and we didn't know how to handle it. Yeah. And it revealed a lot about the political climate of this country, how people act. I think people just, like, sometimes just lack empathy, and you can't teach people at age 55 to have empathy. Yeah. And that was difficult for me to, like, process. I think um, I was angry in the beginning of when COVID happened, and... You know, I was also just felt purposeless in the in the middle in the summertime. I was just like, this sucks, and I I'm like the days are rolling together. And then in the fall, when we were called freshmen, that was when I was like, I'm tired of this, right? But yeah. I'm gonna have a positive attitude. I'm gonna get through this because it's the right thing to do. But <sighs> COVID sucks. It yeah. And I just. It was interesting to go through a pandemic while also one of the most life-changing elections of American history and also be a college freshman. Yeah. We did that. We did that. Shout out college freshmen. Goddamn. (laughs) We did that. I mean. Not well, maybe. Maybe not happily. But we got through it. Well, we're, we're learning from it because now we've been at this a couple months, right? Not a couple. A a a lot of months. Yeah, it's almost and been a year. It's almost been a year. COVID had its first birthday just recently. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to the thing that ruined everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I think now we're at a point where, like, obviously I wish things were handled differently in the beginning. But that's the past, and they, they weren't handled. And that's something we have to learn from. And yeah. now that we're at this place, what can we do from here? Past of the past, what can we do from here? Let's be there for one another. Let's wear our masks. Let's yeah, because we cautious. We've learned that going out and being around a lot of people turns out doesn't stop the spread of COVID. Crazy concept. Crazy concept. I know. I actually have some stats for you. Stats. So, um, these were taken two weeks ago from various sources, and I will source them just a sec but uh it's about from npr they said about 175,000 cases per day roughly that's a that's a guesstimate and that was two weeks ago it was two weeks ago um it's important to know that many testing facilities were closed for the american thanksgiving um and like black friday yeah. so approximately that that's you know it may be delayed uh oh, yeah. but approximately 4.2 out of every 100 u.s residents have been confirmed or infected with covid and honestly that number to me isn't even like i feel like i know more people like out of 100 i feel like i know more than 4.2 people had it now i am a college student so that could be yeah why but that's a that's a big number that is and it probably just increased and i think people who are a little bit um selfish in the whole covid thing were would argue that like the flu is more deadly yeah well, i don't even okay first of all shut death, up shut up if death is one thing that verifies how like this virus impacts people then you have a weird way of looking at it that should not be the thing that you depend on like like, you you should not think something is really serious until someone dies right that is is like psychopathic finances health the economy the economy you want to bring that part into it fine let's bring the economy into it like why don't we (laughs) i mean the recession that like is happening right now you want to talk about that right i mean and it also impacts different demographics as well um the navajo nation which is a native american nation has about 174,000 people um throughout the united states and this also was two weeks ago so this number has probably gone up but it had um just under 17,000 cases and 
around 653 deaths across three states. That is a big number yeah. for a Native American nation that is already on the decline. Yeah, we already America already doesn't take good care of them. So, right, we just kind of um, took their land and we're like, mm, mine. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, oh, sorry. Um, just let me take your land. land. Let me take that from Let you. me take your land. And Ooh. so if we already treat them like shit, right? And they go to these healthcare facilities and they're just not – well, even do they even have access to these healthcare facilities? Are yeah. they in a place where they're um, able to get help? And even if they are, are those hospitals uh, rated well? You know, so it's COVID affects um, people with lower socioeconomic status very differently, and it's we're fortunate in the sense that we have a good system here in Bloomington, Illinois, but that's yeah. not the case everywhere else. No, um, and. Like I said, like, this is a weird time for us to be, you know, this political climate, like, you know, BLM, black people, are they respected in the emergency room? Now, I would like to think yes. I'd like to think that good nurses put aside everything to discriminate against their patients. However, I just know that's not always the case. Yeah. Um. And I, I'd like to think that regardless if people are dying or not, that people should be taken care of. Absolutely. Because that's the right thing to do. That's like the like oath that you take. Right. Um, I recently, for one of my nursing classes, had to write a philosophy paper. Uh, and I think people, yes, they decide to become nurses because it's a fulfilling thing for them to help people. Um, but in writing this paper, I actually discovered that um, – the reason I want to be a nurse is I find purpose in giving to others, but I also find purpose in making sure that uh, every person feels valued. Because um, I've seen in my experience in nursing homes in the emergency room, and I'm sure you have too, Rachel, is forms of racism, sexism, ableism, ageism, misogyny, everything you can think of. Yeah, we probably have seen it, and it's it's honestly like so disheartening to see it. Right. And like just because they're older or more disabled or more sick than you does not mean that you treat them any differently. Right. And I I, I wrote in this paper, I said um, anyone from any socioeconomic background, race, religion, sexual orientation, sexuality, age can receive the best care they possibly can. And that's because humans deserve respect. Eventually, I want to I hope to impact nurses in ways that will enforce the basic rights of humans and each human on this earth is valuable. I want them to know that. That's why I want to become a nurse. Period. <laughs> Thank you. Perry. Um, <laughs> uh, but, like, even with COVID, if you hear my dog barking, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have three dogs in this house, guys. COVID has really just, like, brought lot. my family together. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, every single person from any background deserves respect of health. And I think COVID has strengthened nurses alike to you know better their patients yeah and i'm proud to be like able to say that i'm studying to be a nurse mm-hmm. and i'm proud of my experience that i've had as a nurse um but i am not proud of how our country responded to covid uh-uh ma'am like um, these healthcare workers like deserve so much more than just like financial compensation at this point yeah because like what their country has like put them through what like their jobs have put them through it's like the average person, those people out partying could not begin to think what and they're going through. It frustrates me because it's like those people going to parties and clubs, 
whatever. They don't understand. They're not the ones in the emergency room for 12 hours straight with three masks on and they can't see their family. Yeah. They're not the ones that are dying with, you know, their their grandparents in a nursing home because they all got COVID. They're yeah. not the ones that haven't seen their family for months that are about to die. They're not the ones that can't even give birth in a hospital because the hospital has too many beds. Amen. I mean, not enough beds. It's just ridiculous to me. Like, I'm sorry if I'm getting <laughs> loud on my podcast, but, you know, at some point, you're going to have to stop thinking about yourself and think about the world around you. Yeah, like, And right if you now. weren't taught that, this is this is a beautiful opportunity to start, mm-hmm. to learn. Because I know I have. I know COVID has taught me a lot about removing my own feelings and beliefs and, you know, as a college freshman, my want to be around other people, just removing that and just looking at the, you know, the greater picture there's going to be a time where I can go and party again. Right? Yes. If we now, it might, it might be different, but I don't think life ever happens the way that we plan it to be. Hello. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> like, majority of the happenings in my life were not 100% planned. No, yeah, absolutely. And I think that if you really have great friends, they're willing. Reggie. My dog is barking in the background. I am so sorry. And you know what, podcast listeners? I'm not recording, re-recording this because this is the third time. <laughs> you know what? You're going to hear my dogs. You're going to hear them. They're cute. Like, my, like, grandpa right now is in, like, the hospital. By the way, he survived so much. He's had, like, two strokes and was in a plane crash. Like, that man will never die. But anyways, he had, like, a FaceTime call with my dad. And, like, I, like, looked in on it, and, like, uh, my aunt who was there, like, proctoring the call, he was, like, behind plastic. Like, there was, like, a plastic shield between, like, the phone and him, and, you like, you couldn't, like, cross that unless, you know, you were, like, a nurse or a doctor, like, giving, like, care. And it's just, like, what? Like, this is seriously... How people are treating, like, the elderly and the sick. Like, they're just, like, not having any respect for, like, the things that they have to go through. They can't even touch their loved ones. And you're worried about White Claw Wednesday with the girls? If you are that desperate to get blickety-blackety drunk, and trust me, I know, it's final season! Or yeah. maybe your boyfriend dumped you, or actually, no, maybe you dumped your boyfriend, yeah. and maybe, you know, things are just not going out for you. If you want to get blickety-blackety drunk, that's fine. Do it in the comfort of your own apartment or your own home. If you Don't... need to get drunk that bad, <laughs> do it on your own. My God. <laughs> I'm sure, like, your friends, like, that are you know, you can Zoom with them. I'm sure they'll be there for you. And then the next day, you know what? You can bump Meg the Stallion and feel like a bad bitch. It's totally fine. Yeah. It's <laughs> Your alcoholism can wait a couple <laughs> months, Amy, okay? <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, the whole idea of 2020 for me has been about growth. And I'm so grateful. And I've changed a lot. A lot um, of growth and adaptation. So, I think... That something I've gotten better at is looking at the positive of the situation because so much has been taken from me. Um, And that definitely wasn't always that way. I think at the beginning of quarantine season when we didn't have a soccer season. (coughs) Oh, my gosh. Hi, dogs. Hi. Hey. Hey. I'm recording a podcast right now, Dad. Would you be a dearest and take the doggies? 
thank you <laughs> i apologize for that brief interruption but like i said i'm not re-recording this so you're just gonna have to deal with this <laughs> die okay so what was i even talking about i don't know okay. <laughs> we've been talking for like an hour and a half you know what? straight this is enough of the serious stuff okay we're gonna make it fun all right do you like pickles I wish I did. I like cucumbers submerged in vinegar. That is disgusting. <laughs> I take no, back my question. Not. We're talking about COVID again. Do you know what I'm not even going to. No, 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 no. Do you know what cucumber salad is? Yes. That's it. That's it. it that's the that's vinegar. It's soaked in vinegar. I, I didn't say I liked it. <laughs> okay. Well, you just don't have taste. Okay. There's your there's your answer. I, I don't. So like my fun question of the day actually wasn't fun at all. It made me really upset. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if we're gonna continue with COVID with that conversation. Oh my gosh, my dogs are totally barking and ruining this. Shoot. <laughs> all right. So um, anyway, well, like what I was saying, I think growth is amazing in the year of 2020, and I think that uh, with. We're just going to take a moment of silence right now. This is, this is just a rough time, <laughs> I'm guys. Guys, you it's understand. This is, uh, am I breaking down my podcast right now? <laughs> I think that's, I think that's the perfect <laughs> guys, way. Guys, authenticity. I to do <laughs> a COVID podcast, in my opinion. Uh, to just have a mental breakdown. I'm and you're comfy. I am. I, I'm wearing my comfy. I'm drinking coffee Grace, and it's 9, 11 p.m. Finals suck. Grace showed me her study guides. I oh my god, twenty six pages. Yeah, are you okay? No, <laughs> I'm drinking a coffee at nine eleven p.m. and I have finals uh, next week. And I that's why I haven't been uploading on the podcast. I'm gonna guys. go I get a Big Mac will, and McDonald's after this. It will change. It will change. Okay, I will be uploading regularly, as regularly as, as Taylor Swift can. is releasing albums. Actually, no. She releases albums left and right. I will not be releasing podcast episodes. Left yes, you right. will. I'll make you. Every week I'm coming. We are talking about something. Pickles. Not pickles. You disgust me with your I pickles. Re- do taste. you like pickles? I love pickles. Oh my god. Ugh. Didn't you drink pickle juice at that game one time? <laughs> you heathen. Okay, okay. No, no, okay, no, no, okay. no. Okay. You don't understand. No, guys, you I, let me tell this no, story. No, no, no. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. These bitches were like <laughs> this was pre-covid pre-covid y- yeah this was like junior year um they were like hey we have this big game let's go get some pickle juice from the concession stand and drink it okay no you're not giving enough context here tony from athlete factory oh told us that if you cramp during games you should drink pickle juice before your game but nobody how failed can you bring yourself to do that because Shannon's calves were cramping, okay? <laughs> and I was being a good friend for Shannon. <laughs> Did it help at all, by the way? Uh, yes, but mm, actually, mm, yeah. side effects were bad because Tony failed to tell us that it's a shot of pickle juice, not a ton of it. Oh and so my we God. filled up this Gatorade bottle of pickle juice, and me and a couple of the girls on the soccer team were just, you know, chugging away at the pickle juice. Yeah, you were like water fountaining it. <laughs> And I was looking at you like, oh my god, these are my friends. It was terrible because in the middle of the game, we just burp all the time. It was Ew. pickles. And the people we were we, It was a big game, too. That. It was like the hardest game of the year. It was like Edwardsville, right? No, it was um Whitefish Bay. 
Are you serious? Yes, it was Whitefish Bay. I remember it so vividly because I was burping in that Whitefish Bay Ew. forward. Yeah, Ew. and I was like, guys, I'm really sorry. We had pickle juice. But Shannon didn't cramp once, so. But, guys, next time, I will only do a shot of pickle juice. Not the entire thing. That or was terrible. Or you don't have to do any pickle juice. Just pop, like, a ibuprofen. Because I think that's better than a shot of pickle juice. God, it was terrible. Ew. It was Ugh. awful. I remember just being like, Ew. Yeah, so, okay, thank you for sticking with me during my mental episode, because, you know, things are just not going my way right now, but you know what? Like I said, a year of growth, and I'm taking the positive out of this, and sticking with it. Yeah. Uh, just know that COVID isn't going away, you know, soon. I mean, there's a vaccine, but just remember it's gonna that- It's going to take a couple months, y'all. Just let's stick in this together. And mental health is really important, so check up on your friends. Uh, wear your mask. If you would like to help in any way, actionagainsthunger.org is a great place to donate um, food for COVID. It directly uh, gives to food banks and uh, homeless people, which is really amazing. Um, the American Red Cross is always looking for uh, blood donations. I know if you remember, like myself, I've been getting spammed, and they want me to donate. And I got a tattoo recently, and I can't, and it's killing me. You um, can't give blood if you No, don't. not if you have a tattoo. Dang, I did not know that. Yeah, I'm really sad about it, actually. <laughs> but uh, if you can, donate blood. They're in desperate need. And then directrelief.org is another organiza- another um, website that directly leads you to places you can donate, um, which is fabulous. Uh, if you are into, you know, reading, I recommend... Um, I mentioned it in the last podcast, uh, So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijima Aluo. And it actually, that book was written before the pandemic, but it uh, touches on, like, how health affects black people differently, uh, which is a really amazing book. And then uh, another great book is A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. Ah, crap, I forget the author. It's someone who was friends with Bob Goff. Who's Bob Goff? The guy who wrote um, Love, Love Always. Wait, no. Oh my god. 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 You're deteriorating. I am deteriorating. Insane. I can feel my brain cells like popping. Like my frontal lobe. Grace, don't start crying again. (laughs) Grace, (laughs) I can see the tears. I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay, guys, I'm fine. (laughs) COVID is is our topic. We totally touched on it. Enough. Okay. This is we're ending this podcast. I am done with COVID for the next week. No, you're not. It's still around. Just I'm done talking about it for the yes, next week. Yes, there you go. Okay, my quote that I want to incorporate today is not as in-depth as the last quote I had, but um, anything is possible when you have the right people there to support you by Misty Copeland. Uh, great quote. Yes, right? and I think we supported each other through this podcast. Through yes, this, this podcast that we've literally recorded three times. Three times. Three times. If you don't listen to this <laughs> and love it and give it a five-star review, I will personally come egg your house. That is a threat. I think it's a pretty reasonable one, too. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much. If you're still listening... First of all, God good, bless. Good job. Yeah. I wouldn't be. This was hell. Like, you should have shut it off at the pickle thing. I like, should have shut it off at the pickle thing. We talked for <laughs> like five minutes about pickles. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. <laughs> That's all, guys. See you next time. Thank Bye. you for listening. Bye. I just hope the next episode will be better. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm ending it. Goodbye.